I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. Hi, dear listener. I hope this finds you well. I'm here in my apartment on the outskirts of Sydney, Australia, where I'm finding that I spend much of my time because of our collective circumstances. So many of us are now confined to lesser or greater extents to our homes. So this is a really, really interesting time, I think an unprecedented time. A friend of mine told me recently that something like 40% of the world's population at this moment is confined, more or less, to their home. So this podcast is, it's about something that occurred today. And you know, over the course of my life, I've been very interested in spiritual things. And on several occasions, quite a few occasions, I've taken myself on, signed up for, enrolled in, embarked upon what might be called a spiritual retreat. And what that usually is, it's usually a combination of prayer and meditation and contemplation Sometimes there's a spiritual teacher who is there, kind of at the helm. Sometimes it's more self-directed. And these spiritual retreats, dear listener, have taken place in some very beautiful places in the world. In the mountains of South Korea, where... The terrain is so rugged that there's hardly even a road to get up there and where one climbs and quickly gets into very good physical shape because it's so physically demanding to even just make your way to this tiny little monastery, as it were, Buddhist monastery. In fact, one of the oldest sacred sites, monasteries in South Korea. I spent some time there. And I was also on retreat on the banks of the Ganges River in northern India in a place called Rishikesh in the foothills of the Himalayas. And that was an extraordinary place. The Ganges River is considered a sacred river, and if you spend any time there, you know why. There's a feeling there. There's a feeling of that whole region of the world, the Himalayas and their vastness and towering presence, the Ganges winding its way down from those mountains, and then the temples that have been constructed 
along that river. You often hear prayer coming through the loudspeakers. It's an extraordinary place and very conducive to depth of prayer and depth of meditation. On one occasion, I was in the mountains of Switzerland, and that was filled with natural beauty and the freshest of air. And there I was on a meditation retreat and did a lot of meditating. In the in places in the United States as well, on the Pacific Ocean, in the mountains and hills of western Massachusetts, and here in Australia as well. I've been on retreat in a beautiful place, surrounded by the rainforest and the eucalyptus trees and the birds with their screeching sounds. So all of these places, you see, I think were chosen because they imparted to you when you were there a feeling of serenity and peace and depth, inspiration. The natural surroundings in every case that I mentioned were stunning and striking and filled you with a sense of awe. So all these places were places of retreat. But I was thinking, you see, dear listener, that now I feel on retreat. I feel on retreat. I have a feeling that many of us may be having this experience. The location, though, for this retreat is just simply my home. And in a sense, it's the world, the whole world, in a way, really, is on retreat. And what happens, you see, dear listener, for anyone who has experienced spiritual retreat, meditation and contemplation, all of that, one often will notice that parts of oneself, parts of one's psyche and consciousness, memories, recollections, reflections, these things arise. It's as if the waters are, are stilled, you see, and then from beneath, from below, from the bottom, you feel the percolating up of the things that we hold inside of us. So in a, in a sense, really, I'm making this podcast with a kind of hope that maybe it will be of help because we're all now, so many of us, in a kind of unprecedented situation where we're confined, where we are really, in a sense, on retreat. Now, we can only go out to do essential things and we can go out to exercise, so I do a lot of walking. I try and go to the supermarket just in short bursts and not particularly often as I'm sure most of you are finding as well, you know, your own rhythms of the day. I think a lot of us now 
Our rhythms are similar. Our activities are similar. What we do is similar. And without all the distraction, like I was saying, you know, really, all the busyness and running and working and all of that, movement, physical movement, you know, driving here and there, commuting here and there, all of that, like I said, those depths begin to open and reveal themselves. And you may have recalled, if you've listened to my podcasts over the last, say, six to eight months, ten months, that there was a person who came into my life, it'll be almost a year, out of the blue, completely out of the blue, someone that I had known of when I was growing up in elementary school, middle school, high school, in the suburbs of New York, in a beautiful place. And this person kind of popped into my life completely unexpectedly, completely out of the blue. And what would unfold over the subsequent several months was something that felt so profound to me that I didn't really have a point of comparison. It seemed that there were so many commonalities that I could hardly believe it. Not only just the fact that we grew up in the same place, attended the same schools, had some of the same teachers, similar memories of that, but also these deeper kinds of allegiances and attractions to the arts, poetry, photography, music, all of these things in a very striking way. And it's very uncanny, dear listener, when you meet someone that you know will understand what you're trying to explain about something that is close to your heart. That's unusual. And something that you may have made central to your life for years. Like, for example, I would say, in my case, my music or my poetry or my photography, you know, and my memories of childhood. So all these layers and levels were alive, it seemed, between myself and this person who popped into my life unbidden, unexpectedly. It was quite something. And after a long period, you see, of having felt really only somewhat, sort of almost half alive, you know, having come out of tough circumstances, it was like something in me was awakened and set alight and set sail. For that, I think I will always be grateful because I wasn't quite the same after as I was before. 
And I made several, quite a few podcasts about my experience with this person. We actually never met during this period of time in the past year in person. It was a it was a relationship over, you know, emails and texts and photographs and all the ways that we can exchange our sentiments these days, all of us, <laughs> and the internet and so on, the phone. And then kind of as inexplicably as it appeared in my life, it disappeared. This person appeared and then disappeared. And I didn't really realize that he'd gone. So I kind of kept going as if. But then several months after the last communication I'd received, I began to feel that it had been a long time. And I didn't really know what was happening. I tend to be quite patient. I think maybe too patient. I don't know, but it occurred to me that maybe something really wasn't actually happening. So all of that feeling and intensity and love and all of those layers and levels of sharing that occurred in that period of time, several months, last year, were kind of left hanging. <laughs> and, you know, you just sort of go on, you go on. And I have been a teacher, I'm teacher, and do various things and Having so many students, it was a, you know, has been a busy time. And like so many of us, that occupation, you know, one's occupation can keep one from realizing what lies there in the depths, in the inner sanctum of one's heart. But today, this morning, as I sat at my desk, I couldn't help but feel enormous sadness, grief. All the feelings that one feels when one had so much hope. These are the things that lay within the human heart, dear listener. I'm sure so many of us have had some experience of something that leaves a residue like that in the inner sanctums of our hearts. And now that we're all, each of us in one way or another, is kind of on retreat, you see, this stuff can bubble up. So I felt enormously hopeful in this situation, in this relationship, even though we had never met the kind of love and sense of commonality that never really then came to fruition. And you know, I've prayed a lot to God about this. Even just last night, 
And the message that came to me was, it enlivened you and you needed that. And maybe there wasn't ultimately the ground for something real to happen. So you see, dear listener, in this period of retreat, isolation, this period when all of us are home more than perhaps we've ever been, where so many of the distractions and comings and goings of life have been brought really to a standstill and the water is stilled and these things might come up from within your heart, you see? They might come up from within your heart and you might not even know that they're there and you might not even be able to reconcile them. All you can do is just let them be as they are. And this is the situation, you know, for so many now. The inner sanctum of my heart, of each of our hearts, is given an opportunity to release what's in it. And therein lies, dear listener, quite an amazing, not easy, perhaps quite painful, phenomenon. One could say a byproduct or a product of this time of isolation, of self-isolation, of aloneness, to whatever extent we might be experiencing it. And you know, you think you're kind of running the show and everything's sort of going along and these things have been resolved in your heart. Suddenly something wells up like this and you go, wow, all this is there and there's no way I can resolve it. All I can do is just feel it. It's like the blues, dear listener, you know, making this podcast is like the blues. It's like what the great artists do over time when they feel the feelings that they feel, that, that Shakespeare, when he wrote his tragedies, that he was feeling unrequited love, all these things, they're just there. And feeling them and speaking them out, like playing the blues, we're given this human gift of communication this ability to say what is, to express what is in whatever form that may take. Maybe one might take up writing now or speaking like I'm speaking in this podcast. I don't know. There's so many ways that we can express what lies hidden within our human hearts, our hearts, our hearts, our hearts. There's something about the feeling I have that there's nothing in a sense that can be resolved. There's what is. It's almost just that simple. But I just want to thank you for being there because this is what happened. And I couldn't help but be struck by the emotions and the feelings and the depth 
of what lies within because of what occurred to me, for me, with me, to me. And that's it, and there we go. So bless you all, bless you. Thank you for listening and stay safe. I hope this finds you well. That's so important. I hope this finds you very well. And God bless you now and always. Now and always. Bye for now. Bye.